Hey, all right, y'all. Um, we are back with another episode of Perplexing Generation. It's your girl Justice, and we got your boy Adam Lewis here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Still sounding like the Kool-Aid man, right? And um we got some some good topics for y'all today, right? We got a, a wide variety of things that we're gonna talk about. Um there was like one thing I re- wanted to mention real quick and I just forgot about it. But all right, I forgot about it. So we knew, we're we're not gonna even go into that. We'll so, come back. back. We'll worry. come back. We'll come back to it. Um, but to get into our first topic, I think we're talking about the Virginia shooter, the Virginia Beach shooter. Oh yeah, that's like the most recent, biggest news right now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so let's go ahead and get into that. All right. So do you you want to mention his name? It's up to you. I I don't feel any two types of ways about it. But I think his name is going to be mentioned a lot because of the like what happened and like the um what you call it, like and because of the black guy, you know. Like, That's true. Yeah, this it's 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 very rare. That's very rare that this happened. It is very rare, rare, which is why I'm wondering what like the intentions are. But also, I don't like saying people's names sometimes just because yeah. I feel like they want that fame. They yeah, want why, to people like talk about them like that. That's exactly why I asked about it because I'm like, hmm, I don't know. So you yeah. want to say his name? Nah, I'm, I ain't gonna mention his name. If you do, that's cool, but I'm not gonna mention his name. All right, no, no, I'm like, I won't say his name. But uh, this yeah. guy, a disgruntled employee, by the looks of it, um, he went into his his uh place of business. I think it was a municipal building, something like that, in Virginia Beach, and he killed. 12 people and injured four. And uh, I'm not sure what kind of weapon he used or anything like that, but like the, he was in a shootout with the police after that and he did not make it. And he was a black guy. And it's very rare for black people to uh, engage in mass shootings like that. It's kind of random. Very random. I agree, which is why I thought it was kind of weird when I heard it. I've, I've I've heard about this story before, and I was just tired of, like, I'm tired of seeing so many things, but tired of seeing, like, mass shootings, and yeah. then we, as a country, never do anything about that. Like, either do more gun control laws or try to figure out um, how to not get people who may have, like, mental health issues or just crazy people in general, like... Um, how not how not to have them end up with guns in their hands. So um yeah. I looked into it a little bit, but I didn't do too much research about it. Uh but it was just it was just weird to me. I, I don't understand how someone like that just goes into uh a place of business and decides to kill off people like that so randomly. So not caring about like who's doing what if they have family or anything of that nature. I just I'm I'm I don't understand. Yeah, and, and from like what I'm seeing, like it's not like it, I guess it was random people, but he worked with him, you know. So it's like, damn, what the hell did they do to you? You know, like they're just part of the. They just work here, just like you. They're not in charge of what you're going through, really, unless it was something personal. But this just happened yesterday, so I think more news is just coming in, you know. So 
Uh, so like, yeah, so they're getting more like details about the situation. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, uh, the thing about that you were saying, um, about like the we don't change anything is, in in New Zealand, after they had that shooting at the at the two mosque, they changed their laws within a couple of hours. Since yeah. that, they did that. We've had, I think, two or three now. Shootings, school shootings, mass shootings, all that kind of stuff, and we still ain't doing nothing about it. I think the question at this point is, okay, so what's what's the angle here? Because uh, we're going to we're going to keep having mass shootings. It's that's not going to stop. That part is not going to stop. So where do we go from here? Do we do more gun control laws, which seems like the most um, viable way to go, or do we try to limit? the access of the kinds of guns people people can have access to, like an AK-47 or anything that can kill people in mass and with, with a lot of bullets. Like, I don't know what kind of guns are out there, y'all, so forgive me yeah. for that one. But, like, yeah, I just, I honestly, I don't know. So I'm just, but I'm saying that to say it's like, it's, uh, how many people are going to have to die and lose their lives in order for us to actually do something about it? Now, this goes back to the episode that we had last week, because you want to stop women, you want to stop women from um, killing children or uh, getting abortions or how, however you see it. You want to stop women from doing that. But once people are actually here, you don't give a fuck about what kind of life they live or how they die. Exactly. Like none of that matters. So it's just I don't know. It's a um, it's a contradiction. Is really what it is, because it's like as long as you're here, we don't give a fuck. But if you, if you're in a woman's body, we care about what happens. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Not not at all. That's uh, I don't know where they get that logic because it's it's backwards as hell. But it's gonna be with the gun thing. It's gonna be really hard for people to give up their guns. That's not. I don't see that happening. But it it does make more sense for them to uh to like control more the the types of guns that we have in the high capacity magazines and things like that. Like you within a, a rifle, like I don't want to call it assault rifle because some people get like all offended because it's not supposed to be for assault, but that's what they're made for to to for human targets. Those guns are made for human targets, whether you like it or not. You're not going hunk, hunting with the 30-round clip. <laughs> like, for what? Yeah. If you need 30 rounds, you, you're not a, a good hunter. Like, that, I think they should change that, definitely. Like, you shouldn't be able, as just a normal citizen, unless you fill out all the required paperwork and you go through all different kinds of things, and th- then the, the police around you even know that you have this gun. But you, sh- you shouldn't be able to get, as a normal citizen, high-capacity rounds. You don't need 30 30 bullets and one gun and then you could just carry that around it doesn't make sense right and, which i think is is very reasonable yeah like self-protection that's one thing you know like you first of all you shouldn't have a gun if you haven't gone through the safety course and if mm-hmm. you're you you should have it should be like driving you know you should be able to hit a target uh, so many times or else you don't get your license so you don't you shouldn't need 30 rounds like if you can't do it with with nine you know or or seven then 
then you don't get a gun. <laughs> you can't have a gun. Get a taser or something, some pepper spray, because your accuracy is off. And and to be clear, I'm not against people necessarily having guns. Like, I don't know if you heard about the situation with Bun B and his wife where, oh, yeah, a yeah. dude yeah, literally, like, um, was trying to rob him. And because Bun B had a gun, he was able to drive dude off. Like, I get that. But Bun B had a handgun. You feel me? Like, it was it was a handgun. That, that makes sense. He didn't have a full-ass assault rifle. I don't give a fuck how people feel about it. He didn't have an assault rifle. It was just like shooting everywhere or anything like that like that makes sense you don't want to give up your guns a handgun makes sense maybe a shotgun but i don't understand what you would use a shotgun for but that's all right so that's those shotguns are you don't really gotta have good aim you just point and shoot and you gotta hit your target if they're close enough that's okay. why and inside <laughs> of a small enclosed place like that's what people use and that's home protection like most people would tell you that's exactly what you need for home protection is a shotgun a handgun okay. is smaller caliber. You got to be, you got to have some aim, or else you're gonna miss. Right, but see like that. Mo- Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's not like the movies. Like, ain't ain't no John Wicks out here for real. <laughs> no, I, I I don't believe that. But uh, I I think with at least a smaller handgun. Yeah. In my opinion, what they should do is is that people should not. I don't I don't think people's rights to bear arms should be taken away. But yeah. the type of guns should be limited. Like, like for example, like you said, the high capacity machine guns. The, those those should be out. Not regular citizens. Regular American citizens should not be trusted to have those type of guns. We've already seen what happens. So, let people have their guns, but also uh, let people have some kind of requirements for it. All right. So let's go to a shooting range. Actually yeah. understand and know how to shoot. That way, you know what you're doing. And you understand, like, what is it, how powerful a gun is, and you're not just doing dumb shit with it, you know? Like, you know? Every time you fire, you're you're potentially about to take a life. Like, when you pull Very that, trigger, you got to think about that, you know? And they don't take all that to account. It's just, this is my right as an American, and let me get that, that big one over there, you know? <laughs> That's all it is. Basically, and it's weird, because you brought it up. There's more regulation with driving. Than there is with with that guns, and that's weird. Make sense at all? Like, no. I don't know how it is in, in in that state, but California, we don't really have guns like that. Gun stores, there's not too. There is a couple, but they're not just all willy nilly everywhere. When I was in, guns. I went to Walmart, and I was walking around, and I was just exploring because I'm in a new new state. You know, I'm just looking around the Walmart because they had different stuff in there, like bow and arrows and stuff like that, and BB guns. And I keep going down the same way. And then they just have a cabinet, glass cabinet filled with all kinds of guns in Walmart. They even had little baby pink shotguns for children. I was like, what the hell what? is this? They had a little baby shotgun. It was small, like so a child could hold it properly and still shoot. Same caliber and everything. I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. Like we we don't we we know we do, but when it comes to situations like this and and uh when things like this happens, we try to ignore that. We live in a gun culture. Like, this whole country loves guns. We teach our kids how to shoot, all kinds of stuff. We just love guns. And I think it would conversation would change a little more if we just were more honest about that. Like, I like having this rifle because it makes me feel cool, you know? like Which is fine. Like, 
I don't care about taking your rifle away. What I care about is a little kid going with a high capacity magazine and being able to shoot up a whole bunch of people. And then you're so afraid of your guns being taken away that no one does anything about it. Like that's crazy. I don't know how it's gonna change until I f I forgot who said it, but um, they're saying when a bunch of black people join the NRA and we start showing like we have guns and militias and all that stuff, like most of these white people do, the gun laws are gonna change real fast, just like they did in California with the Black Panthers. We can't open carry here no more. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. It's when, weird how black people have to do shit in order for things to get done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We got to somebody, some group is going to have to do something. And I'm not saying that I want them to do that, but that's what's going to happen. Something like that. And they're going to be like, look, you see all these niggas with these big ass guns and they're training. They know how to really use them. We got to get that out of there. Gun laws got to change. Pretty much. I Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I don't want that to happen just because uh, the way the justice system is and the way that it treats black people. So I don't want it to happen, but at the same time, if we really, if we really want to get this shit solved, that's the best way to do it. I have a whole bunch of niggas with guns, and then all of a sudden, those gun laws will get changed real quick. Yep. It's unfortunate. We cannot have this. <laughs> An uprising is coming. Pretty much. Pretty much. And it's weird. I don't know. Man, I don't know. The whole... The whole situation is weird to me. It's weird to me how, again, how you can care so much about a life when it's inside of a woman's body. But like after after the child has come out into this world, you don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck about how, how that child is fed, what kind of conditions it's in when it's growing up, what kind of life it may have going forward. The fact that it, that the child could potentially die in school, like none of that fucking matters. Man, and you hear like that, like you saying that right now just sounded crazy as hell. Like the child could potentially die at school. Like what the fuck? Like what? My child could potentially die at school. Like I couldn't even imagine because I don't have any kids, so I can imagine that seeing that on the news, and then I gotta send my kid to school tomorrow. Like somebody just killed children at school, and I gotta send my kid to school tomorrow. What I'm supposed fuck? to trust that my child is going to be safe in that school system when you've literally proven that there's no fucks given after the child is born after the child is born anything goes like that's weird to me though doesn't make any sense yeah after that which one was it when they i think it was sandy hook when he's that kid or somebody it was like a young guy went inside of a, like a like a I think it was a grade elementary school or something yeah it was yeah, like an elementary school bro i thought i thought for sure when that happened Things are gonna change for sure, but they didn't. <laughs> I was just waiting for like tomorrow. I thought it was gonna be just like what happened in New Zealand. Like the next day, the president's gonna be on TV having a, a what you call it, um, an address or a state address, whatever it's called. And gun mm -hmm. laws are gonna change, but no, like they, this dude literally went into a school and killed kids, and it, like in a messed up way, I kind of understand if the if it's a kid that did it at his school, he was getting bullied or whatever reason he had, you know, but that was a, a older person that went into really? that school and just killed kids. Like, 
what kind of sick motherfucker you gotta be? His mother worked there or used to work there or some shit like that, and that's what made it even more sick. Yeah, that's yeah. But yeah, um, I don't see how people in power though don't want to be like, okay, I have kids. I don't want that to happen to mine. It's unfortunate that this happened. Let's, let's kind of change the laws a little bit so this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird because it didn't happen like it didn't happen in a high populated area like in uh, a California, a Texas or like in New York. It was it was in Connecticut of all places. Um, I do remember that. And I remember thinking to myself, just like you did. OK, the, the laws are going to change after this. There's no way kids can be killed in that way, in that manner, in that school shooting. And nothing happened. But yeah. nothing happened. Like literally nothing happened, which kind of, which kind of makes me think of this like this next question, which is, so what exactly is going on in this country? Like what what is what is happening? We can't decide, or no one can figure out anything. You can't decide exactly how to run the country. You can't decide what kind of laws you want to enact. You don't want to pay people a living wage so that they can live. But you also want those same people to have enough children to replace um, for the next generation. Yet those same people are also supposed to all go to tech and be able to compete with other world powers. And it's just like, but nothing is being done to actually help. And while we're doing, all it seems like we're doing, at least to me in Congress, is arguing over what's supposed to be done. Instead of getting anything done, which is trash. You know what? It, what I would say it looks like if I was on the outside looking in, it looks like our country is collapsing on itself. Mm. Just like most, if you're if you're a, a student of history, if you like history, most great civilizations fall, and I think we're we're living through that, and we're about to see that happen. I think it might. <clears throat> if changes aren't made, I think it might. But um, if if there's anything I know about humans, we don't change our behavior. We don't. Yeah, we don't change our behavior. We don't change things until something drastic happens. Like, and, and, and most times until it, it something drastic happens, but it, it directly affects us. Affects right. us. Right. You know, like personally, mm-hmm. like on a personal level, like. This happened to my family. Now I feel some type of way. Now I'm a, uh, an advocate for this. But like you didn't care about it before, like when it was somebody else's family. But now you're so gung ho about it. Exactly. That. There's no empathy though anymore. It's very. Most people aren't empathetic. No empathy is gone. Like I don't. I don't know where the fuck it went, but it it actually is gone because unless something happens to someone close and and in the family. It just seems like most Americans don't give a fuck, which is why it was weird to me um, when Trayvon Martin's shooting happened. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to say it like black young black men and, and women haven't like been killed throughout history because I would be remiss to even think something like that never happened. But for Trayvon Martin's shooting to happen the way it did, and it wasn't even by a cop, it was by a dude who was paranoid by himself. And started following Trayvon Martin around. And for the country pretty much. And for the country to be so divided on it, like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to say that bitch's name, but maybe that person was scared. Maybe he, you know, 
he had the right to do it. And maybe Trayvon attacked him. It was like, but you hear the phone call. You hear him following this dude. He's not doing anything but walking down the street. When he died, all he had was some juice and a pack of Skittles. Is that really dangerous, though? So and all the things that they try to say, like he was, he was getting high off of those things he smoked before and all that. Like, what does that have to do with what what happened to him? Right, like it has nothing to do with what what happened, but it's just character assassination. It's basically like the Texas um, little white bitch that that killed um, the I think I believe he was from Trinidad, the Trinidadian brother. Uh, really. <clears throat> They they said that he had smoked weed prior to him getting killed, and so they're they're trying to care. He got killed in his own house, and you, you're gonna character assassinate someone like who got killed in their own house by a cop who wasn't paying attention. Yeah, who was basically. on some BS. I still gotta do some research and figure out what that happened that situation because I'll be damned if she gets off lightly. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know what exactly is happening with that one. I would have to do the same, but we shouldn't have to be researching it right now. Is like she should already be in jail. Like, there's what's the excuse for that? Even if it was an accident, if you get manslaughter as a normal citizen, you still got to serve some time. Yeah. Most time. Yes. It was a an accident. You still, you still took a life. So go sit here and think about that. She is not getting that same treatment. And it's because she has that that blue shield protection, and she's a white woman. Uh, that's 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 the unfortunate part. And also, too, I was just about to say that's that's perfect that you said that about Trayvon Martin and, and how that that bitch ass motherfucker that followed him was on the phone with the police because the same thing kind of happened, but not the same way. There was a traffic um, like altercation or something. There was like road rage. And a young white woman called the police on a, I think it was 67? Wow. 67-year-old black dude followed him home while she's on the phone. And they're telling her not to follow him, leave him alone, all this kind of stuff. She follows him and kills him in his driveway, shoots him. Over road rage? Yes. Over road rage, twenty-one year old. Cut off. She was a twenty. Probably, I think so. She probably got cut off or something like that. Nothing to take somebody's life, though. There's no traffic infraction that I could see, or not infraction, but anything happening in traffic as far as just driving, you know, that has that would warrant somebody getting killed. I don't see that. And it's a twenty-one year old girl, like that, that killed this sixty-seven year old. 62-year-old. He fled so, the scene of a car accident. That's what happened. Oh, he fled the scene of a car accident. That's what it, yeah. So okay. even if he was fleeing the scene, you okay, you call the cops, follow the car, and give him the license plate, but what gives you the right to get out of the car and kill this dude? Take his life. Yeah. Like that's that's I'm sure that's somebody's dad you took away, and that could be somebody's yeah. grand granddad that you took away. Because you were upset about your car being crashed, and reading the the article, it's not even clear that it was her car. She probably just witnessed it. 
and was like, you know, you know how that happens. I'm about to do a citizen's arrest. It just feels so entitled to like, all right, I got to take part in this. And that's why I was like, okay, if it's a car accident and that person that was involved in the car accident, the other one, not the one that didn't flee, can't move their car. It's very admirable of you to follow the other car and take down their license plate, call the police and give them their information. So that person, if they're injured, they can get all the proper treatment. Everything happens. But why do you have to follow this person and kill him? And why do you think you can and nothing's going to happen to you? Okay. Um, so I'm going to say this because I don't, I don't think people really understand what black people are asking for when we talk about equal treatment. We don't mean that if there's some fuck shit going on, meaning that a person committed a crime or anything like that happened, we don't mean that they should get off with it. What we mean is, is that they should get a just due. They should be entitled to people who are fair-minded to judge their case. The DA and the prosecutor shouldn't be in on it trying to get that person in jail as well as the judge. And random citizens should not be able to, quote unquote, make a citizen's arrest based upon their own paranoia and fear and end up killing somebody. Yeah. That's what we mean. It's very simple. It's actually not that hard. Not at all. (laughs) What we're asking to do is be treated like human beings. It's very simple. The same way that you look at that white person, please look at us the same way. Because all we're trying to do is go about our day and get our shit together, just like you do. The difference is, is that when you see us, unfortunately, people see these fictionalized versions, these these monsters, um, these caricatures of ourselves that we didn't even create, the media created. And it's costing us our lives. It's literally costing us our lives. Literally, it's literally costing us our lives. That's what's weird. I don't, man, like it's, I wouldn't want to be anything else but black. I'm glad I came into this world as a black person, as a melanated person. I will, I will never regret that. But this shit is hard. Like, this shit is absolutely difficult. All I want to do is just be able to live my damn life. And you got to worry about dumb shit like this. Yep. Like, just, just, just. On top of so much else, too. On top of so much. Like, we go through the same shit other people go through. We got to figure out how we're going to pay rent, how, how we're going to... Uh, get a degree, just like regular shit human beings go through. Imagine you're that stressed and all that. Man, stress, just all that shit. And then like all all you stress doing all that day to day, and all you want to do is like, all right, I'm gonna go get a coffee from Starbucks, (laughs) (laughs) and you can't even do that because they're gonna call the cops on you if you just sit in there. You know, I finished my drink. I'm gonna toss it. And I'm going to just sit here real quick and just be on my phone and relax in this quiet environment while after I finish my coffee. And don't throw your cup away because then you're going to get that tap on the shoulder like, excuse me, sir, you can't loiter here. I'm a paying customer. 
and you're gonna see some squad cars roll up. I'm like, man, get your ass out of here. You are under arrest. <laughs> or you could be in the neighborhood. Maybe things is kind of stressful. You decide to throw a barbecue. Invite <laughs> a few people. Keep the smoke on your property. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody comes and they and they and they, they call the police on you for having a barbecue. When all they had to do was ask for a plate. Man, that's, if you, I know you're hungry. Just come on. You can. All you gotta do is, is cousin. I know you're not really. But just come get a plate. Come on. My. Yep. Yep. Very simple. It's. It's honestly that simple. I'm you just. Could be, you could be at home, in your own house. Up. Oh. Your pictures hanging up. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and arrest you because you broke in. Because you lost your. You forgot your key. Or. Or. They can mistake it as their place. Don't even turn on the lights. Be afraid. Walk in and immediately start shooting. And somehow, because you smoked weed, that's your fault. Yep. Yep. All of this is your fault. Not this trained peace officer that you pay with your taxes. Not her. She's not responsible. You are. Because you're the big black scary person, according to the media, you're the big black big black scary person. Wow. This world. I'm just man. This, I was gonna say something else too about um, you saying that you're happy that you were brought into this world that's black. I think that um, like if you're a spiritual person or you believe in like, I don't know whatever so that's out there because I don't know yet. I'm still. I'm on the same planet everybody that's listening to this is on, so I don't know what the hell is happening. But I think whatever it is that that made us how we are, whatever creator is out there, whatever it is, had to know that Black people or melanated people, like on the inside, were some of the most powerful, um, just like tough strong-minded people to put us in this kind of environment knowing what we're going to endure and be like you know what though they're going to be okay you know they got this through all the bullshit and i don't give a fuck what anybody says a lot of people like to down the black community and make it seem like we're not shit yeah i don't know any other ethnicity that could go through what we go through and, and, and survive. Okay. Yeah, would have. Yeah, they wouldn't make it. You're not making it. It's not happening. Like you, you, you can't do it. For for several reasons though, too. You know, like just to to go back to like even slavery alone, like, and the joke that I always love to make, like, go outside and just stand outside for a second. Any other person that doesn't have real good melanin in their skin, the sun is gonna tell you that you can't do this. <laughs> It's gonna be like go back inside. Gonna be like, nah, <laughs> nah, this, ain't, this ain't for you. <laughs> get back on the porch. Don't stay, don't don't get off the porch. Bro, this is crazy. So I'm sorry. To I, I didn't mean to really kind of get off topic, but it's all um, good. It's all podcast. We could we could talk about whatever we want. That's that <laughs> hey, very true. But 
I don't I don't want to be mad anymore. Like I'm trying not to be upset. I, I do think I have the right to be upset, but I'm also trying not to be so upset at these things anymore because it's it's literally an everyday occurrence and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You can't tell me this wouldn't happen if some if they were of another race. Yeah. The only other race that it I could see been a, a white sixty-two-year-old man that she followed, it would Bruh. not have happened that way. Bruh, she'd have probably like, been like, "Sorry, sir." <laughs> she'd probably apologize to him, you know or or not even that though. She she probably would have called the cops too and everything, but she wouldn't have pulled that gun out and and shot him. No. And, and the reason why though is because when she saw who it, who it was, it would have reminded her of her grandfather or somebody mm-hmm. that age that she knows, that she's connected to personally. Yep. But when they see us, like we're going to talk about later, they don't They don't see themselves. When they, they see, see us, they don't different. see it. They don't see, yeah. They don't even see a, a, an equal human. They don't see that. And so we, this is what happens to us. Because I'm I was involved in a car accident and I lose my life. I'm going to Africa. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm I'm so serious. I'm going to Africa, and I am making it illegal for you to be racist to people of melanated color. I'm so serious. Like this, it's just going to be an African law. It's not going to even be like a Kenyan law, a South African law, a Nigerian law, a Moroccan law. Like none of that shit. It's going to be an entire African law. Meaning that if you do something to us in this country to make us feel in this continent to make us feel uneasy, you can go and never come back like ever. Like I remember, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a story about um, a young African-American, not African-American, a young South African, um, young South African girl. I think she was like 13 years old and she went like toe-to-toe with the administrators of her school because they told her that she couldn't wear her natural hair. Bro, bro, (laughs) how are you going to ban natural hair in Africa? How are you going to tell Africans that they can't wear the hair that grows out of their scalp in Africa? Because, like, they they make rules and they, they, they ward them in such a way to make it wrong to be black. That's why. It's just they make it wrong and illegal in some places to be black. You can't, you can't do that. We can't hire you. That's unprofessional. That's basically what it is. I'm so serious though. That's what I'm gonna do. I I swear to God, that N word is is out. Anything else is out, like you, you you fuck up. Hey, just do not come back to the entire continent. Yeah, I didn't mean this country. I meant the entire cool. continent. Take yeah, your ass back to Europe. You Jacob. can have it. <laughs> like you can have it. Jacob Zuma, he'll he'll be right on board with that. Exactly. He's trying to get all all the 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 they call him the boar or something over there like that. The they want the white farmers and all that kind of stuff to give the land back to the, the rightful owners. This Which is makes sense. That's, that's African land. It's South African land. And if you are a Belgian colonizer that came in with that influx of people, this is not yours. No. And the, 
you may feel that entitled to it because you've been there for however many ge- generations you've been there, but they've been there for more generations. They just were interrupted in their in their greatness, and you you did something to interrupt them because they were too nice to you, and now they need that shit back so we could get back doing what we were doing before and being great. So I'm sorry you feel bad, but Belgium's still over there waiting for you. You know, they got exactly. you. It's right there. Isn't it better? As 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 y'all as y'all think they think it's better. So go there. It's fine. Like it's literally fine. No one cares. Just give us our. You know what it is though. They don't want to go back to the cold. They know that shit's whack. (laughs) (laughs) They know that shit's whack. That's why they came over there in the first place. They're like, man, we gotta get the hell out of here. (laughs) And let me tell you why South Africa is one of the best spots to be at, right? Because all right, so. When I used to work, like, with the park rangers and stuff, I found out about climates and things of that nature. Only five climates in the world have a Mediterranean. um, There are only five places in the world that have a Mediterranean climate. A Mediterranean climate is L.A. It's basically pretty much sunshine the entire time, and the seasons don't overlap. So if it's raining in December, meaning that's, like, our... uh, winter time or or fall it's only gonna rain then it's not gonna rain in like june or some shit like that just because that's not that's not how that works south africa is one of those places with a mediterranean climate like literally like it's southern california it's south africa and it's the mediterranean itself so like italy and shit like that right but South Africa is one of those places with Mediterranean climate. So if they, to colonize any country, any country in Africa, South Africa was the one to colonize because it's 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 perfect weather-wise, yep. and it's right by the beach. They, they know what they're doing, and that beach, those beaches are beautiful. But that beautiful. They, there's a reason they show what they show about Africa, so it, it looks off-putting. Like if you see kids with bloated bellies and flies on their face and all kinds of stuff like that you don't why would you want to go visit that place why would you want to go there and think that there's business or thriving anything there look at this but when you step back and then you're like hey my cell phone wouldn't work unless the minerals from this place were in it this why are these businesses going there why is China and Korea and all these places, these Asian right. countries buying up and moving their people there and all kinds of stuff. Right. Like you're right. just we're in this little media bubble that that we need to escape out of, and then we'll see that it's way bigger than that. You need to see the big picture. Um, I'm getting my passport and I'm getting my passport, and if I don't come back, you know exactly where I am. I'm somewhere in Africa. But I'm definitely getting my passport because a woman, um, I was just talking to, to a woman on like the, the train earlier this week. And she was like, you need to get your passport. You need to get out of America. You need to understand that America isn't the entire world. America's view on other places in general, especially places that are not European, yeah. is very like, it's bad. Like we're supposed to think of those places as terrible. Right. And she was like, I've gone to South Africa. I've gone to Nigeria. Those places aren't as bad as they make it seem seem like. Right. And I I, I, I was thought I thought about it because I was making the connection to the two. It's kind of like how they see the hood. Yeah. The hood honestly ain't that bad. 
you got some fuck shit going on, but it's yeah. not that bad. In fact, I feel safer here than I do in other parts of the city just because I know here, right? Yeah. I know what to look out for. And I understand that as somebody with dark skin around other dark skinned people, ain't nobody going to try to kill me or ask me what the fuck I'm doing here because I'm black. I yeah. feel safe here. I know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. I'm not going to go somewhere to like Beverly Hills or the Palisades or some shit like that. Honestly, I feel a little bit uneasy because I feel like everybody is watching me trying to figure out why the fuck I'm here and I'll get stopped, which I actually have a couple of times and ask like, what the fuck I'm doing here? Like, I, it's, it's different. Do, it's do different. you watch on, on, on YouTube this channel? It's called Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Jubilee. Yeah, and they no, have these I haven't heard of it. They do like do all black people think the same? Do all women think the same? Do this thing, and they'll have like these lines where it's like agree, disagree, partly you know strongly agree, and so they stand on this spectrum of lines. And you should check it out; it's pretty cool. I like watching it. But recently they had this. Well, I don't think, know if it was recently. Recently I watched it though. They had these um, these Asian Americans on there, and they're asking them questions. And uh, I think the questions was something along a line of like. Do you feel more comfortable in your your um, country of heritage or something like that, or would you move there permanently or something like that? And one of the uh, people said that he likes it when he goes back to his home country or his heritage country because he knows that when he's walking down the street, he's just a person. Nobody's yeah. looking at him because he's Korean or he's this or or judging him because he's the, the Korean or whatever it may be. He's just another person in the, in the crowd. And it's like, this person asshole is an asshole because his personality is an asshole. Like, or this is a good person because he's just a good person. Like you're just normal there. You know, like you, you don't have to worry about all those kind of things. And I was thinking about that. Like imagine the relief that American black people or African-Americans had, whatever you call them. Cause I don't call them that. But if you were, were, if, imagine the the relief off of your shoulders, though, if you just walk down the street and everybody you saw looked just like you. Yeah. Like, that would be so... That'd be so dope. Yeah, and uplifting. Like, that would be yeah. amazing. It'd be so dope. You could walk into a store and just, be, just walk through there and don't have to worry about security guards following you. You Ain't could chill at, at, at a Starbucks. <laughs> you could use yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> And then be like, yeah, it's it's good. You know the it's simple good. things. It's the simple stuff that we'd be like, oh, this is cool. That'd be so dope. I'm getting my What's passport. Nice. All that you said, I'm getting my passport. But you were you were talking about that. That also um that made me think of something else. It's called there's this dude on Facebook. His name is Nas Daily. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his videos, but he made a video recently and he was like this this is the Africa you never hear of. And it's basically these yeah. beautiful places in Africa with these thriving economies. And he's like, I'm so tired of this, um, the idea of Africa being the- The narrative of it. The narrative of Africa being this small child with a bloated stomach, dirt road, and, and like- The whole country. Yeah, and the whole- the whole damn continent, except for like the northern Africa, um, is seen like that. Like there's so much more to Africa 
than just that. Yes, there's poverty. Wait, not to cut you off real quick, but they, they, North Africa is not even, they don't even look at it the same as where, where the, you know, Sub-Saharan they Africa. They keep trying to tell us that Egypt is not Africa. Like yeah, they, they, like, they were talking about Africa and then I'm like, Egypt. <laughs> but Africa Egypt. and Egypt. <laughs> right, and it's like, no, Egypt, Egypt is Africa, bro. Like it's it's yeah. it's Africa. Like we, I don't under, I don't know what the fuck you think this is, but it's actually Africa. It's weird. I don't know. It's because like anyway. what you're saying though, is is they if they say that they would have to acknowledge that the same place where we went to go get these these what we consider nothing of of humans greatness was once here. So I, it's a contradiction to do that. What what you got? You created these this slave class of people from greatness. It's people who intelligent people would have a problem with that. So you have to separate them so they don't seem like they were together ever. All I'm saying is I'm going after. Yeah, that's like turning Prince records into mumble rap. <laughs> Basically. Basically, like you, nigga, you did what? You took Prince's lyrics and did what? Like Prince, though, <laughs> like it was like Prince, like that Prince. Like, come on. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I, I think I'm like going to Africa, and I think every melanated person, especially those who've lived in America or even like South America, especially like Brazil, because. I think the only other people who really can understand what the fuck we're going through here in America is yeah. black Brazilians. Like they is is it's neck and neck with us. That's the biggest population of African Americans. Bruh. Well, if you want to get if you want to get technical. If you want to get technical about it. You know, like there. that's the like, biggest population of them. Like we we in there. It's it's um and you would never know that. Like you honestly wouldn't know that, which is weird because I don't want to get into that. Anyway, the point is is that I think all melanated people, especially those who have been oppressed, should go to Africa just to see and just to look around and just like breathe and to understand and to know that like our our purpose is much higher than this. Like our our greatness, right, is trying to be stifled. And our capabilities are just are trying to be stifled and taken from us. And yeah. our power lies within ourselves. So it's just, we we got to do it. We got to do it. But speaking of, of when they see us, um, Ava DuVernay came out with a really powerful four-part series, uh, mini-series, in which she chronicled... Wait, 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 wait. Because I keep hearing her name, right? So mm-hmm. I want to ask this before we get into that. No problem. Um, I hear her name often, and I, I heard it, but I've never seen her. I, I'm assuming now she's a black woman, right? No, I'm Definitely. <clears throat> what other projects has she been a part of? Because I've heard that name in some other places before. So Selma. Okay. okay. Yeah, she she did Selma. She's also done. Um, what was that movie called? It's a movie based upon a book, but I can't really get the name of it right now so i'm not gonna worry about it too much but she's done a few projects but um yeah it's about like this girl who lost her dad in this really weird kind of other dimension and she has to go and save her dad 
it's it's one of those things where if I if I think of it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's um, the book itself is not like really easy to describe, or the movie itself isn't easy to describe if you don't if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll figure it out. But uh, so she created a really Avery DuVernay is a is a film director. Um, her her films though I think focus mo- so much more on like black people and the black experience because well it's one she did summer and then this next project when when they see us is uh chronicles chronicles the central park five if you don't know anything about the central park five they were basically five kids and I, I really do mean kids because the oldest one was 16 years old so five kids and I'm gonna I'm gonna look up their names but I do know a couple of them off the top of my head Antenna. Um, the other one was Corey Wise. There's a couple of other names. I'm trying to look up. Hold on one second. This country, if you're if you're black, that makes you an adult. You're getting tried as an adult. Pretty much. Like it's it's um it's fucked up. It's absolutely fucked up. Hold on. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. They're, they're giving me everything but people's names. Of the Yeah, like I'm trying to find the names of the people, but like they're giving me everything but the names of the people. One second. Wow, my laptop's going so slow. I got so many tabs open. <laughs> nah, don't even worry about it. I'm going to find it now. Central Park 5. I know the, the um, I've seen some some video today on I think it was on Facebook and they had the actual confession of of one of them he's like the the most popular one that I've, I've seen but um the the interrogation was actually in a classroom like he's sitting in a classroom yeah and yeah like, it's the way they fuck with these kids how did was, they, was, how was all what would you say one more time repeat that said the way they fucked with these kids was all fucked up like they they didn't give them a chance at all. Like, they did not give them a chance. But I did I get I did get the name. So it's um it's Raymond Santana, it's mm-hmm. Kevin Richardson, Antron McCray, Yusef Salam, and or That's Carrie the one. Rice. That's the one. The last one. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna talk about him. Um, because there was something I said to you earlier when we were on like the phone talking about our topics. Uh-huh. But um so. The central part, uh, all of these gentlemen, Raymond Santana was the oldest. Um, I think Corey and Anthony or Kevin, one of the two, there were two boys that were 14, but they were ages literally 14 through 16. Um, what happened was, was there was a 28 year old white woman. She was a banker. She's running through Central Park. And unfortunately, she was brutally raped and beaten, beaten to the point of damn near death. Um, and any attempts to find her killers, the police and a woman by the name of Linda Fairstein decided to go after all of the young black men who was in the park at that time. And then they centered their investigation of, of, of all the... They censored their investigation mm-hmm. on 
those five black and Latino men, right? They didn't coerce their confessions, even though there was no evidence linking them to the crime. And since since them to I think like 30, each of them to like 30 something years in prison. Now, the crazy thing about that is, is um, I just said it, there was no evidence linking them to the crime. So basically when like semen samples and things like that were taken, none of their DNA matched it. Uh, and not, there was nothing about these young men that actually matched anything the perpetrator would be. And the way they got out is because one of the young men actually met the actual rapist in prison and he confessed to, to doing a crime. And when his DNA sample was taken, they were like, it matched perfectly. And that's the way they were exonerated. How long but, did this that whole process take? So that happened April 19th, 1989, right? The, the situation itself happened April 19th, 1989. I think the trial took about six months, not even that long. I might be wrong about that. Like six months, at, all of that happened fairly quickly. Yeah. And then they were sentenced and they spent a good 10 years in jail, if I'm not mistaken, because they got out in 2002 or 2002 was when they filed a lawsuit and were awarded $41 million, but I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Either way, um, I think they all spent a good seven to 10 years in jail. You said seven? Seven? Seven, seven, like seven, maybe 10 years in jail. Wow. One of those. So because, yeah. because of the justice system not properly doing their Pretty job, much. these kids lost seven years, seven or 10 years of their life over, a, we think so. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Because if that was, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Brock Turner. This name. Please, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. caught in the act of raping a girl who was a By two other white men, by the way. But go ahead. Sleep. And he got three months probation? Mm-hmm. And... He was supposed to get, like, maybe a year or something in jail. He got... Three months probation. Three, three, he, I think he spent three months in jail and got, like three years probation or something like that. And he basically just got to go away. Meanwhile, these five kids, black kids, it's a, we think so. And they get seven years. Yeah. Well, they did seven years. They were supposed to do 30. They did seven years. Wow. And they're, they're going to do 34. We think so. When they ended up doing seven. So that, that just lets you know what kind of a, environment we live in mm-hmm. like and uh, like it was i was watching deal he he said this and he was like what happened to those kids is every um like melanated person he didn't say melanated though but any melanated person's um any melanated parents nightmare is your your child is in the wrong place at the wrong time and now they get picked up by the authorities and they're about to get charged with a crime that they have nothing to do with and because they fit the description. 
can imagine. <laughs> like, and then what? Say, say what, what you were telling me earlier about what happened to one of your <laughs> men because, because like that, that's, that's, that was, that's somebody, and then you know that's somebody's child, and you can't you can't protect them now. Yep. You can't do anything so, for them, really. Exactly. So um, we all know, or at least. There's speculation that when a rapist goes into prison, they're targets. They have a target on their back, right? Yeah. So since these five young men, first off, their case was highly publicized. High profile. Like, high profile case. Like this was exactly. everything. And, and then if you and Joe, you and you got a lot of time on your hands. You're watching TV. <laughs> exactly. Watching. You're you're watching. So you know. And these boys, they were branded to be like monsters like no one was telling their side of the story no one could care less that they had no physical evidence it was made to seem as these dudes conspired to basically watch her attack her what year again one more time 1989 so so at that time most people they get all their information from like 10 o'clock news, you know, that whatever they tell you, that's that's law. Like there wasn't the same social yeah. media we have where there's alternative um viewpoints and all kinds of stuff like that, or point of view, like so they they were fucked by the media. Yeah. They were at they were absolutely fucked by the media and they were cor- coerced into into confession. So when those young men went into prison, unfortunately, one of them in particular, I believe it's Corey Wise, yeah. uh he got raped. He got raped because everybody thought he was a rapist. And what happened to the woman was so awful. Like the woman was beaten half to death. Like she wasn't, she wasn't just raped. She damn near did not survive. The doctors did not think she would survive. So when Corey went into prison, they got his ass. Like they literally got his ass. Now imagine you going into prison as a, as a kid. As a kid, for something you didn't even do, innocent. You go innocent. You're actually, you're actually innocent. You are innocent. You go into prison. You are already probably frightened and scared out of your mind, yeah. and then they rape you because they think that you did it. Like everybody else is made to believe that you did it. The president of the United States. He wasn't the president at the time. He was just Donald Trump. But Donald Trump literally took out an ad, an ad calling for the deaths of these young men, calling for New York to bring the death penalty back just to kill off these young men. That's crazy. And then you go into prison and you get raped. And what I had told Adam before, I'm like, okay, yes, the case, um, they were able to overturn the case and they found out the person who really did it and they are able now, like they, they were able to not only get out of jail, be con- but be con- compensated for it. But bro can't get his ass back. Like bro can't, he can't not, you cannot undo a rape. Yeah. It, there's no way. There's no physical way for you to undo a rape. There's no psychological way for that exactly. to like not be done. Right. Psychologically it's, is psychologically and literally he got fucked literally like that's it's that is, fucking crazy to me 
It's absolutely crazy to me. And it's the thing is, is that no one, no one thought about that. Like no one, no, no one cared yeah, to think say. about they didn't that. Care. Because they they decided that they were going to blame somebody for these rapes. Yeah. Since that, since they they heard, I think it was like twenty two black men. They twenty two black and Latino youth were in the park. Just so happened to be in the park that night. Somebody was going to get blamed for the rape. And it unfortunately happened to be those five young men who were five young men at the time. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. And awesome. you you were right, Adam. This is this is everybody's, this is anybody's any melanated person's worst nightmare. Like absolute worst nightmare. You're at the wrong place at the wrong time, and now you're caught up in some shit that you didn't even do. So you fit the description. That that is so you common. Fit the he fits the description. And so now let's let's talk about Linda Fairstein for a little bit because she was really the driving force the of getting these women. Right, she was a prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah, she was a prosecutor, but she was really kind of the driving force in not only demonizing and dehumanizing these young men, but also making sure they were prosecuted to the fullest extent. And not only that, she still thinks they're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> after DNA evidence. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, not only do they have so, DNA evidence, so, so but they quick. have a confession from the dude who really did it. The dude who really did it, his name is... Um, a confession, right? Uh, yeah, he had a confession, but his name is uh, Matias, Matias, Matias Reyes, Matias Reyes, right? And the Okay, so here's the weird part about his story. Bro is a serial rapist. Like, he's an actual serial rapist. Like, after he raped and beat that woman half, half to death, he went on to rape three more, three more women. The only reason why he was caught in the last rape is because I think a doorman or something like that caught him, held him down, and waited for the police to come and get him. So, so hold go on. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to this lady first. Because I, I, I want to say, look, these are the people who are in charge of our freedom and sometimes lives. There is people like this who, when, when presented with DNA evidence, still don't believe you. Yep. And then once they're in jail. And a confession. Exactly, not only confession, DNA evidence, yeah. but a confession. And a confession. And then not only that, though, but the people that put them in jail, everyone that had something to do with it, now they're in jail. And the same thing is happening, but the people, the one you caught is in jail, though. You don't think about that and be like, hey, I think we got the wrong motherfuckers. Because it's still going on. <laughs> they didn't really stop to think about that at all. Like, what? who? No. These people are in charge of our freedom, though. That I, I can't stop and think about this, these kind of things. Something I just did Adam, right now, you, you know, in this short amount of time. What? I'm gonna tell you what they thought. They thought somebody had to pay for this for this white woman being raped and beaten, which I agree with. But we heard oh, twenty two black and Latino men. Someone, not someone, the person who did it has to pay because the person there not you go. Someone, the person because you know, then it could be anyone, and that's not right. There you go. You are absolutely right about that. The person who raped and beaten that woman need, needed to be held responsible. 
But since we heard there were 22 young Black men, young Black and Latino men in the park that night, we're going to say one of them did it or all of them did it or as many people as we can possibly get did it. And we're going to run with that. So fuck that man's confession. Fuck the fact that the DNA evidence literally proves that it was him. We also believe they had something to do with it, too, even though their evidence does not point to them at all whatsoever. Crazy, right? That's beyond crazy. That is incredible. <laughs> but, like, these people are, like, like, you have to really view us as something to, to do something, like, you have to view us as something like just this outlandish. You gotta see us as monsters. Yeah, you know, bro. like this outlandish, right. just just a creature of a of a human that just does these kind of things to 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 charge some kids with something like that to just think we're capable of things. Like not that that some people aren't, but it's just to generalize them like that and just be like, all right, they look like this. They did that shit. That was them. And, and you had a good point when we were on the phone earlier about, like you said, like five random kids. Like, how would five random kids decide to do something like yeah. that? I want you and to then, say right, yeah, this. Yeah, they, they don't know each other. And then five kids just randomly meet for the first time and like, hey, let's rape somebody. What? <laughs> like, three, at, at least three, if not more, are going to be like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? You got me fucked up. Not only that, but they're probably going to beat that other kid's ass who suggested it because they got sisters and a mom. They're like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then they're probably going to tell somebody about it, too. You know, like, that's not logical. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. All of that made more sense than anything that they presented in that case. Like, all of what you said, that logic of thinking made way more sense than what they prevent what they presented in that case yeah. to convict those young I want to know who the jury was too because they what <laughs> okay so he see here's the thing about that um I I think no I know that when you're a part of a jury yeah. you're not supposed to know anything about the case but I just don't see how or you're not supposed to know anything about the case, or you're you're they're trying to separate them from society so that uh, they're not influenced by other things that they may or may not they're hear. You not me? biased. However, choice. Yeah, they're not supposed to be biased. However, here's the thing: with that case being so high profile as it was, there was no way you could really find some people that were not going to be biased. Yeah. Everybody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about the not not that case. Everybody's talking about those kids. Yep. That's what they were talking about. Not even the woman who self who, who got raped. They were talking about those kids. I just don't believe that you could find twelve people in New York City at that time to not be biased about that. Yep. They probably thought, like many people did at that time that they were absolutely guilty and there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And what, um, so Linda Fairstein is a prosecutor, yeah. right? If you don't know anything about uh, how prosecution works or how our jury system works, they select a jury. The prosecution 
and the and defense are supposed to select the jury together, right? Now, when that happens, hmm, I'm not saying you're supposed to agree on on no, you are supposed to agree who's who is selected as the jury, but at the same time, especially in this case, the prosecution and the DA was kind of in on it. So it was like, all right, we're going to select the people that we believe will be more in our favor, which is which which is what everybody's trying to do. Everybody is trying to, they're they're saying they're trying to find someone who's not biased. That's not true. They're looking for people who would sway more in their direction. And that's what fucked these boys up. So fuck DNA evidence. Fuck the fact that five random boys who don't know each other. Like they literally don't know each other. Like they're meeting each other for the first time in in a holding cell or in court. And they're supposed to have done this terrible rape, this terrible beat, beaten and raped this woman. Like that was supposed to have happened. 14 to 16, the oldest person was 16 years old. Like legit 16. Like bruh. So it's hot. Everything was designed to get some boys. The the prosecution, the cops, the DA, the jury, everything was going to go wrong in that situation. And it's unfortunate it happened that way. Yeah. It, it it really is. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me how the, the person who's prosecuting you it picks the jury. <laughs> what? Yeah, but they both do. The, the the defense and the prosecution both are supposed to, because it's the the idea is if they are both picking yeah. um, jury, then you're you're supposed to get somebody. Well, you're supposed to get there. people who are like more down the middle. But see, that's that's BS because most times, and I, I don't know about this case, and like in this case. You get like a public defender. When you get a public defender, the person that's on the other side, they probably know each other. After they're done with this, you're just you're just their job to them. They're gonna go probably to lunch and go hang out. They probably can't do that while they're doing that like in in the midst of an actual case. They probably can't be seen with each other and all that stuff. But they probably hung out before, colleagues, maybe went to the same school. That's not a fair, like, way to to do a trial. Like, that's not fair at all. Like, somebody else, some random outside of everything that's going on, should be picking the jury. That's. But what? But from but from what I'm from what I've heard, that's exactly how it is. Um, I forgot exactly what the woman. I I don't remember the woman's name. Uh, it was an interview on on the Breakfast Club, but she was a lawyer who also used to be like uh, who also used to have like her own show for, for on Fox News. She was a black woman on the court. So um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 one. Yeah. Um, she was talking about how she that's that's exactly how it is. It's it's especially if there is a lot of evidence pointing towards the defendant being guilty. The prosecution and the judge are usually working together. Not like 
Well, in, in the way that she was describing it, not in a bad sense, not in the sense of, okay, we're going to get this person in prison and as uh, we're trying to get this person as much time as possible, but like, okay, so we know what the situation is. We know what the reality of the situation is. This person, if this person did the crime, then they did the crime. If they did not, I'm going to defend them with the utmost, um, with, with all the evidence that I have but they do work together. Like they, they're they all working together to try to conclude the case or whatever the situation may be. So, uh, I mean, at least that's the way that it was described. So I don't, I'm saying that to say that I, if we were in a more, if the system was fair, if it was actually fair and it wasn't so heavily um, leaning towards the incarceration of black and brown people, that honestly would be okay. But because it is the way it is, it's not. Black and brown people get punished way harder than white white males in the society. And it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it's just the reality of the situation. And I think just, it was, it was the perfect storm for these men. I, I won't call them the Central Park Five because when people think of the Central Park Five, they think of these monsters that did this horrible thing to this woman. And that's that's not what happened at all. There were these kids, legit kids at the time, ages 14 through 16, who were coerced into a confession, thinking that if they confessed, then they would get leniency on time, on, on like time spent in prison because they're kids and they don't know anything about the justice system. Yeah. Like that's that's what happened to them. That's what happened. And unfortunately, um, so just to go back to Linda Fairstein, one, again, she doesn't think those kids are innocent. Well, not they're not kids anymore, they're men, but she doesn't think that they're innocent, which is weird because you have DNA, you have DNA evidence proving that they're innocent, and also a confession by a man who's a serial rapist. If that's not one plus one equals two, I don't know what the fuck is. How and on top of that. She came out recently and tried to say that anything, the way that she was portrayed and when they see us was absolute lies. That's the part that got me. Because it's like, it's not true. Based upon all the, uh, all of the interviews I've seen from the men themselves mm-hmm. and the stories I've read about her being a big part in the prosecution. Obviously, she's a prosecutor, but she was really the driving force behind those five dudes being in a situation that they were in. Like everything points to like her being the driving force, but she was upset. But now she's upset and she's taking down her her Twitter page, her Instagram page. Like the woman, she's had a good life. She was able to sell books. She was on... What was it? The uh, a committee for like domestic violence and shit like that. And they even got her ass up out of there like years ago when they realized that the kids were innocent because it was like because <laughs> people understood and they knew they're like this there's, there's there's something wrong here. There's something wrong with this narrative. And I think the most fucked up part about the situation is the woman who was raped and beaten herself. She was raped and beaten so bad that. She doesn't remember. She doesn't have any recollection, any recollection, recollection of the situation. 
So because of that, like based upon everything that she was hearing at the time, she still believes that those dudes are innocent. I mean, those dudes are guilty. She thinks that they did that to her because of media, like media made her believe, mind you, she does not remember the situation at all. Like she has no recollection of it. So, but the media did their job so well that she believes, even though there's DNA evidence exonerating them, she believes they're guilty. She believes that they that they did it and that there was more than one person involved. Yeah. When evidence proves that it wasn't like that. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like chances are she's she's part of that group of people who at that time just listen to whatever the news says. And when she's sitting in that hospital bed day by day watching TV, she mm-hmm. just sees that over and over drilled into her head. These are the people that did this to me. Look at these monsters. We got to make sure they're put away for life. And now it's hard for her to, to come to understanding that they were innocent and she can't believe that because it's like it's like doing something really horrible to somebody and then finding out that you were wrong and then it's like but but no but 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 you know like and you already did it to them and so if she if she admits that both of those people they admit that all right we were wrong you just did that this horrible thing to this kid or these kids and you have to, you have to, now you have to come to, um, to terms with that, you know, that, damn, we just prosecuted these innocent kids because I was so upset because what happened to me that I had, I just had to get somebody. Honestly, I'm be real with you when I say this, I don't give a fuck how they feel about it. I don't, I damn sure don't give a fuck about how Linda Ferrisstein feels about yeah. it. Because the reality of the situation is, is that these men spent, time in prison for a crime they didn't do one of them got raped like legit got raped and they can never get that back 41 million dollars is nothing to do with especially 41 million you gotta stick by what they said that's why they gotta stick by what they said initially because if they say that okay i was wrong now they are technically and especially this prosecutor is technically responsible for all the things that happened to these men and then people go as even as far as to be like all them books she was selling, you need to break them off a couple of dollars because not even really. Which she should. You know? Which she should. And I'm I'm all for that. But I'm also all for people taking responsibility and accountability for their actions. Had they took their time and properly um, done their investigation, they probably would have found Mateus Ma- Reyes and could have saved three other women for being raped. Yeah. Because he raped those three women after her. Yeah after her so had they done their investigation properly this wouldn't even be an issue maybe those three women no not maybe those three women aren't raped that's that's a great part and also these five teens that you decided to put in prison one of them does get raped <laughs> and the uh, and the other four uh, or all five that- of them do not spend time in prison for something that they did not do. Damn, by by being over, I think the word is overzealous. By being overzealous, overzealous and doing this, they caused four more rapes by trying to just by trying to get the people for one and just get somebody. And and you know how how prosecutors and lawyers are like 
she was probably trying to build up her career at that time too. So like, all right, this is a high profile case. If I get a conviction for this, I'm going to be partner or whatever the hell they're always saying, you know, like. Which is exactly what it is. It's a conviction. She was like, she was trying to get a conviction. I could put this on my resume, you know, forever. Like this is her most famous case. This is how everybody knows her. And I understand. No, I don't understand. I don't understand because it would eat me alive if I was a prosecutor on that case and I sent away five people who didn't do anything. They literally didn't do anything. And the person who did it, it did. yo, Adam, the only reason that I bro, the only reason why bro who did, who actually cr- committed the crime was in jail was because he got caught in another rape. Not because he had anything to do with this yeah. one but because he got caught in another rape. Meaning, had he not ever been caught, Lord knows, those men would probably still be there today. That's crazy. Like, that's absolutely insane. Had they just done their job just like a little better, just like, just a little bit, none of this would honestly be an issue. She wouldn't be attacked the way she is. The person who was in prison right now, only because he was caught in the other rape, would be in prison. Three women, four people would not have been raped. And she could have gone on about her married life, but that's not what happened. This, I don't know, I think, I think, the same way they go after the, the police officers who wrongfully kill somebody, they need to get her. She needs to serve. I think, no, they are, though. That's that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, so. That's why she's had to take down, like, her social media handles and all of those things because many people are going after her and are saying, listen, you had a direct part to play in sending those young men to jail. Yep. And I absolutely agree, but I don't think it just stops with her. I think it's the cops and the detectives who are on the case. Mm-hmm. I think it's the DA. And even it, and I would even go as far as to, this is going to sound fucked up, but I would even want to know the names of the jurors. Because saying. if you don't have any physical evidence, <laughs> any physical evidence leaking these boys to the crime, how could you possibly say they were guilty? Fuck the confection. Like, fuck the confession. The confession. Like, it doesn't make any sense. None of it adds up. But because of media bias, you are led to believe, like everybody else at that time, that they did it. Man. This is a cold world we live in. We have a fucked up justice system. And it's always been fucked up towards black and brown people. Yeah. But that's what they say. It's this is, it's just us <laughs> that get it like that. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. It's 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 just us. It reminds me. Um, I read an article about this too, but there was like it happened back like in the nineteen nineteen fifties and sixties when Jim Crow was still like law, but it was down south. Yeah. This young boy um, was tried was arrested tried and um convicted for a rape of a white woman all in one day he was 14 years old wait wait and what yeah 
Yeah, 14 years old. 14 years old. Um, and that's not even the most fucked up part. So they sentenced him to death. And he was so small that when um, they put him in an electrocution chair for death, they had hit, they had to sit him on the Bible, right? They had to sit this boy yeah, on the he Bible. He needed a booster. He needed a booster to be able to properly die. No, no, no. I die. I get killed. You killed. <laughs> to be properly murdered. They had to sit this man on the Bible to be properly murdered. Physically, if you look at the little boy, you can tell there's no way he fu- he fucking did it. Like, there's absolutely no way. But because he was a black little boy in the 1950s or 60s, whenever the fuck it happened, there you go. Wrong place, wrong time. And who and who um like was responsible? Like who's the witness or the one that said he did it? There was no witness. They just saw him walking along the road and they were like, Oh, well he did it. Reminds me of like Emmett Till too. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. And see and wait, did I don't know if the lady died. The the one that uh the one who like said that she was yeah. dead. He whistled yeah. But did she, she never, no, nothing ever happened to her because of that? No. I hope she's still alive. I hope she has a very long and miserable life. I'm, I'm, I'm being petty right now, but I don't give a fuck. I hope she had a long, miserable life. I hope her husband left her. I hope all her teeth fell out by the time she was like 24 or some <laughs> shit like that. I hope she got arthritis. I hope she can't see. Um, I hope all of her taste buds went away. <laughs> like, I just, I just they they don't the use seasonings anyway. That wouldn't matter. That's <laughs> 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 true. Scoliosis. Oh God. And that's crazy. But now, nah. it's it's absolutely insane. Yeah, that's why I was, I was that's saying, why the title we haven't seen that so show. Perfectly. The, I mean, not the show, the, the the series yet, but this this story or this this kind of thing is is so universal. Like it happened, not what well, not universal, but it's so common. I mean, like it happens so much, and it's been happening for so long that it's just like, even though we haven't seen this series and this is still like it happened so many times before, and it's the same story every time. And it continues to happen. Like, if it wasn't for DNA evidence and the forensic science that we have now today, there would still be, like, a lot more people locked up. Like, Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine how many people, because I've I seen a documentary about it, and how many people in general have been released from prison after they developed that DNA evidence thing. And they were like, hey, we were wrong, you know? Like, so so many, so fucking many. And that with so the many. disproportionate rates of how often melanated people are arrested, I can't imagine how many melanated people were arrested wrongly and were released or are still pending release now that they have this DNA evidence. Bro, there's a whole podcast dedicated to it, and I used to listen to it, but I, I again, it was just one of those things where I had to stop because it was literally it was get. It was heavy on my heart. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, how could so many people, when we have this this great justice system, right? Uh, uh, 
according to our government. We have this great justice system. It's fair. It's just everything. If you are innocent, you have nothing to worry about. But to me, if you are arrested, despite if you're innocent or you're guilty, you have everything to worry about. Because it honestly doesn't matter. It matters what they can prove and what the jury decides to believe. Yeah, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but it's guilty until proven innocent. Especially if you're black. Yeah, if you're black, you're already guilty when you step in there. You got to prove your innocence twice as you being a productive citizen and that you didn't really do what they're claiming you did. Because don't let them... Productive as in not even smoking weed. Because even if you smoke weed, exactly. you're definitely... Because like, if they catch anything, any. Just you smoking or anything. You're done. <laughs> they got you. You smoked the devil's lettuce. Basically. And and that's crazy too, because white kids and any most other just teenagers and I have we smoke marijuana at the same rate. Everybody loves weed. They use it. Not everybody, but like, you know. Everybody smokes it. So the same people that are thinking that way, their kids or they probably have smoked too when they were young or whatever it is. But the people who are going through the most, if they smoke a little weed, <laughs> you're <laughs> the people who need to smoke weed, who need to mellow out, who need to get away from the daily existence that it is being black sometimes just because of the way other people see us. Not the way we see us, but the way others see us. It's absolutely fucked up. Yep. Can't even cure our own anxiety. Nope. Speaking of weed, um, in Illinois, they, ju- they just uh, legalized it. And that's dope because a lot of places have legalized weed, but they did something even cooler and they pardoned the past convictions of anyone that had anything to do with weed. So they they hooked up a lot of people and helped a lot of people out, expunge records, all that kind of stuff. That's dope. We get a pardon. I wish we had air horns for that shit, because that shit needs air horns. Yeah. Like that's, that's 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 exactly how you do it. Not only do you legalize weed, but you pardon the convictions of everybody. That only makes sense. Who was it, that that doesn't make so much sense. Yeah. Doesn't make so much sense. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but with other states haven't done it. Other states have not done it, done it, nor refused to. So there are people in sitting. Is is it weed? Is it not weed? Is it legal to smoke weed in California? Like I felt like it was always, you know, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like no one cared. <laughs> no, it wasn't legal, but like. It was just so. Common. It wasn't like as taboo as in other places. Yeah, it's just so common because it was common. So it was just like it was one of those things where, as long as you weren't openly smoking smoking it in front of a cop, you were good. Nah, not even that. Because I I smoked in front of a cop before it was legal, and I was younger too. Then, so you know that was a little scary. But police officers in California, if you don't have, if you're not a felon, if you don't have guns. Or any white drugs, you're gonna be okay. You know, yeah. you don't have no warrants, you'll be fine. They're not tripping off weed. It's because like we, we live in one of the most relaxed places in the world. You know, luckily. But yeah. however, that being said, 
we got the LAPD, some of the most fucked up police officers in the world. Wow. So, like, the, the weed, that's different, but they'll still fuck you up. <laughs> they'll still fuck you up. But that, I'm pretty sure that helped out a lot of people, though, with the pardons, though, because now they don't have that felony on their record. They can get jobs. They can vote. You know, like, do so much. They can open up a weed shop. Exactly. Legally and, and do the same thing they were doing for years, making money and really legitly make money for themselves and their families now. And have a business, own a business. Ownership. They could finally own something. But from my understanding, most of those businesses are still operating on cash based and they can't really have like bank accounts and stuff like that because it's not federally legal, you know. I was just about to say that. So that's the only thing. Um, and I don't see it being changed within this administration. But uh, okay. So to explain a little bit about how our government works, there are things that can be legal state wise, and then there are things that could be legal federally, right? And it's weird because federal rules over state. But if you're in that state and it's legal, as long as it's not a federal case, you're good. So just to give you all another example, I think it's it's legal in Nevada to have like a broad. I was going to use that like same that. example. <laughs> the bunny ranch. <laughs> the bunny ranch. That's, it. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yep. So like how, I don't know who that guy's name is. Uh, he may have died. Oh, yeah. I think um... he died. Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Something I think it's Hoffman, yeah. maybe. Some shit like that. Hoffman. I don't know, but, but that dude was able to have basically a brothel where you, which is not legal in the United States of America. Basically, you go and you smash a couple of women, and y'all good. Like everything's fine. Yeah. Um, you could do that in the state of Nevada, but you couldn't do that anywhere else. And that's how it is with weed. Yeah, his name is Dennis. With Hoffman. weed. Oh, Dennis Hoff. Yeah. So with weed, it's the uh, it's the same thing. Like in Denver, it's okay. Yeah. Illinois, it's okay. In DC, Oregon. it's okay. Oregon. And Oklahoma Oregon. Oh, recently, Oregon. I saw too. They just legalized um, psychedelics. Really? Yep, in that's interesting. Yes, that's very interesting. Because they in in Oklahoma, they love magic mushrooms. Hmm. Well, they're, they're legalizing magic mushrooms too somewhere. I think I, believe, I think it's Colorado. I'm not sure exactly. But yeah. What if they did like decriminalized all drugs like cocaine and all they that shit that and heroin? In, and um, in Uruguay. In Uruguay. Yeah, but like I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like I, I wonder how that would because it worked out. That's what I'm saying. They did it in Uruguay and it worked out fine. You know, the more addicts or whatever people that are on the street are getting help, all kinds of stuff. It's not as taboo. Like that would be great. Cause with with <laughs> I know we're like um kind of diverging from the topic, but uh what makes what makes um drugs so potent is not necessarily the drug itself, yes, is potent, like it can kill you. But at the same time, it's not regulated. Yeah. So people have to find nefarious ways to get it. And 
there's a taboo around drug dealers and drugs and the people who do drugs that it's just like no one really wants to talk about it. No one knows how to handle it. I think part of the reason is because it's not being regulated. So because it's illegal, it's like with alcohol and prohibition back in the day. Right? Motherfuckers going blind. Prohibition. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a big thing. Like it was it was there were people being uh like mob bosses tied to prohibition. It was it was it was basically the way the drug game works now is the way alcohol worked back like early in the nineteen hundreds. So if they were to decriminalize it, huh, and actually regulate it, even though that sounds terrible, like regulate it, I think they do that to a certain degree in Canada too. But no, like we kind of do though in in different ways because, like me for instance, I'm really I was I still am really into punk rock and all that kind of stuff. But I would meet a lot of like street punks and gutter punks and homeless people, people on the street, all that kind of stuff. So during that time, like I, I met a couple heroin addicts. Mm-hmm. When they go to the hospital or something, I forgot what exactly, but they overdose, things happen to them. They could end up going to a clinic and the government gives them synthesized uh, heroin pretty much, the methadone. And they, so they already do it. It's just for certain people, you know, like, it just depends on who it is that they're treating and what they're doing it for. Hmm. It's already regulated, you know, illegal in different ways. It's just like if they're not in charge, they don't want you to have it. That's true. And if they can't, they can't own it because most drugs, well, not most, oh. is that. No, no, I'm trying to think of the, the ones that come from like natural substances and like that, like cocaine. You have to do a process to it, but that's a, it comes from something like opium. Yeah, opium, and some shit like that. Poppy plant, all that kind of thing. Like those are, if they were to, I'm saying if they were to regulate it, those are just naturally growing, occurring plants and stuff like that. They would have to do some kind of altering to it and synthesize it so they could own it, like what Monsanto does. If they can't yep. own it, they there's no profit from it. So it's it's the black market. Cause you know, like it's like if they can't own own it and have some say in what goes on with it, they don't want other people to have it because it gives them too much freedom to do what they want and too much power. And then they crim- and then they criminalize it so that the people who do have power and control over it stop. they can eventually put in jail. Yep, stop. After they're done giving it to black communities. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just take drugs from this person and drop them off to their, you know, their confidential informant <laughs> informant. Yep. Like, thank you. We'll pay for this. They distribute this to your community. But don't you? Don't cross over into the white people's neighborhood. Then we're going to get you. Yep. And see, but this is going to sound bad, but that's kind of what's happened. And it, to me, it's karma. Because now you have a opi- opioid yeah. epidemic hitting the Rust Belt in a way that it never has before. It hadn't in the past. So where um we saw drug addicts or heroin addicts or things like that being more of like a city thing 
which was like an urban thing, yeah. which is code for black. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like a Rust Belt thing. So now it's all, all of a sudden there's this empathy, which is great. You just would love the same empathy for black people. There's this empathy for those who are on drugs and who are using drugs. And now there are more initiatives trying to figure out um, how to help people stay clean and what to do to prevent people to be on drugs. Yeah, they're giving them the the things they need to use the drugs and make sure they're clean so they they're not dying because it's it's their teenagers and stuff like that that are getting hooked on them you know like they got clean which programs uh the given people that are that have family members and stuff like like special drugs that are illegal and stuff like that to wake them up and to stop yes. overdose and all kinds of crazy stuff like that like that and all of that honestly i think is great i just wish we had the it same was <laughs> That's it. That's all we want is the same treatment, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That we just want the same treatment. And how they they cracked down so fast when like, um, fentanyl was found because they they motherfuckers started dropping. They're dying, you know, like yeah. They they had to put a stop to it. They like if they would have did that, because I see it happening this opium crisis and what they're calling it, but. I think crack was way worse. Oh, without a doubt. And they didn't have the same response because the people didn't look the same. Mm-mm. And again, that just shows what kind of environment we live in. Like, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Not at all. We live in these ghettos for a reason. I'm going to Africa, people. Y'all think I'm playing. <laughs> One day we're gonna be doing this podcast, and I'm gonna be in Africa. And I'm just, I'm not coming back. Um, but to wrap this up, I just wanted to put y'all on game uh, to somebody that I had randomly come come across when I was just like, oh, I was doing, I was just looking like at the news and shit like that. But there was an article about the, uh, yeah, almost. about the yeah, this dude. The, um, the guy's name is Nathan Larson. Um, not only is he um, a white supremacist, not only uh, is he a misogynist, um, he's a pedophile. He's like, he's a real life pedophile. He doesn't, and then he doesn't think there's anything wrong with pedophilia. Like, he's like, okay, like, yes, I'm attracted to kids. I don't understand why that's a problem. Um, This man was, I think, like, I don't want to say he was mayor of Charlottesville. But he had political ties and he was like running. He's a politician. Yeah, he was a politician. All you have to do is is Google his name, right? And off to the right on Google, it says certified public accountant. Well, it says Nathan Larson, certified public accountant. It says Nathan D. Larson is a perennial candidate for public office in the U.S., state of Virginia. He served 14 months in prison for a felon, for the felony of threatening the president's life. He has advocated greatly curling women's rights and decriminalizing sexual assault, abuse, and incest, and is a white supremacist. And he's 38 years old. And he looks... <laughs> 
like like Donald Trump in his his younger years. Man looks like a pedophile for real. Yeah, he looks horrible. And this dude is running for um, office. Like this is this is literally to quote uh Donald Glover Childish Gambino, this is America. Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, but it's I don't understand. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I I just don't want to give him that much time. Yeah. I don't understand how a person likes that like that is able to just like live life. Yeah. Like, how does nobody Somewhere, think this man is crazy? Oh, I forgot. I was going to tell you this, too. And it's perfect now that we're talking about this because you just reminded me. I believe it's in Alabama, just like where those crazy abortion laws are going on right now. They just legalize mm-hmm. chemical ca- castration for anyone convicted of child-related crimes or something like something like that. But we got to talk about this next that. time. Oh, I'm with that. Yeah, they, uh, I'm with that right now. I'm, I'm with that. Like kids, nah, kids, kids is I'm I'm done at I that agree. point. I got, I got <laughs> yeah, little, many I got things I'm done with. Sisters. Yeah, like it's but like kids, kids, that's another. Yep. That's another. Yeah. And I don't want you to just die. Like I'm I'm not one of those people who are like, oh yeah, let's just kill everybody off. No, I want you to have a long <laughs> and suffering what you, life. What do you learn? What do you like, yeah, what, what do you like? It's too easy. That's the easy way out. Way too easy, bro. You're gonna have a long and suffering life, nice. and you ain't gonna be able to do shit. That's how I feel about the situation. Man. But yeah, and a dude whose PP don't work, man, they got commercials for that. That's depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's what you deserve <laughs> if you mess with some kids. Oh god. Uh, oh, and everything. I, I absolutely believe that. But um, is I, I think we did a pretty good time today. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, y'all. It's it's yeah. late. It's kind of late where right now. It's not kind of late. It's late where I am. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up so I can go to sleep. But I didn't do it last week because I forgot to. Um, but this week I have a, a book of the week for you guys, and it's called Unlearn. Um, unlearned by one second. I just had dude's name. Why she looks for that? Check us out at Perplexing Jen on Twitter at Perplexing or Perplexing underscore Jen on Twitter, Perplexing underscore Jen on Instagram, and Perplexing Generation on YouTube going to upload this check out our older videos recordings just support follow and then give us some feedback let us know what you think we'd love to hear from you um the book is called yeah the book is called unlearn and it's by a man and it's by a man named humble the poet humble. there we go i can't talk today but humble, humble the poet. Yeah, dope, it's it's really dope, and I I think especially as we get older, we do a lot of that. Like we spend our entire lives learning, mm-hmm. and then we hit eighteen, and then we have to unlearn all the shit that we that we learned yeah, growing up. That you thought was right, that was happening in your in your household. That you thought was right, man, absolutely fucked up. So yeah. So go ahead and check out that book. It's um 300 pages. That means it's a quick read. 
um, you can easily get through it. Now, this is a pretty good book. I've already got it. You know, it's hard for people to read in this digital age. 300 pages. I think you, they, they might have to check out the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully y'all can just, you know, rock with it. But nah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good book. And I, I implore everybody to read more. My, Most definitely. I don't know. I think reading allows allows you to think for yourself because it's, whether it's a fictional book or it's a nonfiction book or whatever the situation is, it allows you to be able to come to to conclusions by yourself without the help of others. Right. So you think what you think because you are reading a situation and now you're able to interpret um, what it means for yourself before uh, the idea is presented to you by somebody else with their own opinions already injected into it. Yeah. Damn straight. Unlearned by who? By Humble the Poet. I gotta check that out. Dope, dope read. But all right, y'all. It's great talking to you, like always. always. We'll be back with another one. Feel the same way, but yeah, we'll be back next week, y'all. All All right, y'all. Peace.